welcome to another episode of Natural Thoughts and Talks. I'm your host, Venture. This is Hannah. And we got a great episode for you guys today. Go ahead and tell the listener your name and where you're from. Hello, everyone. My name is Ian Moffness, and I'm from Long Beach, California. Shout awesome. out to Long Beach, right? Yeah. Owner and operator of Axiom Kitchen, correct? Correct. Co-owner. Yeah. Co-owner. Yeah. Perfect. Well, yeah, we appreciate you coming out and taking the time to obviously give us a little bit of knowledge on the barbecue game, right? That's sure. your expertise. How long you been in the business? Um, we've been doing it legally as a business since 2022, two years this year. Oh, May. congrats. That's awesome. Thank legally. You. How about illegally? I mean, like, <laughs> just like I've been doing, I've been cooking smoking meats for about 10 years now. Mm. That's awesome. So I've been, you know, burning meat and then learning how to do it properly for quite some time. Yeah. yeah. Barbecue is like by far my favorite food mm. like not even close any type of barbecue we're talking yeah. soul food right korean barbecue hawaiian barbecue any if you just say the word barbecue i'm like <laughs> mm-hmm. oh yeah it, it could be somebody i hate right and if they're like hey we're having a barbecue i'm like well, okay. always stop by and get a plate right <laughs> like that's how it works so yeah dude we just honestly we want to hear a little bit about like what's your day been like today right well, all right, man. Today's been pretty cool. We've just been out there grinding. You know, it's a nice, heavy, rainy day in Southern California, so it's uh, different for us. You know, it's kind of like, you know, we're mm-hmm. out there grinding, just driving slow and being safe. Yeah. yeah. So enjoying sunshine. But other than that, man, I'm just like super grateful and um, appreciative to be in the position that I am today, for mm. sure. That's yeah. awesome to hear. Yeah. How does the rain affect anything as far as like the smoker, the temp, or um, anything like that? It, it can, for sure. Like uh, when you're smoking meat, everything matters. The uh, amount of humidity in the air, um, the uh, external environments. The rain does actually keep the smoker a little bit cooler than normal. Mm-hmm. So you have to compensate that with the fire and the coal and the beds. Yeah. I guess just honestly, Mm -hmm. before we even get into it, we have a lot of listeners who just don't have, like, I grew up in Texas, I grew up in California, you know, big family, lots of barbecue going on, but somebody who maybe just, you obviously weren't big in the barbecue game until you kind of joined my family, so just a general kind of smoke and meat 101, let's say we're just doing ribs, something like that, what's your process for just getting it from, like, where do you even get the ribs from, and then how do they go from ribs to my plate basically yeah sure so we started off getting our stuff like at costco and the costco business center for sure like most you know small people and then as we started growing meeting people shout out to uh, full send barbecue because they put us on with brant beef shout out to brant beef you know steve moore and the whole team out there taking care of us on a on a consistent um we get all around meat it's so it's it's locally sourced even because they do with imperial um valley farms right here in san diego cool and uh they have brawley down there brawley farms is down there and that's one of like one of the people i one of the purveyors i prefer out of everyone that brent has is brawley and what made you go with them um it's the texture of the end product okay yeah for sure you know and 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 they're a little bit smaller and of course price has a difference but like i've had the more expensive stuff and i don't like the way it comes out Mm. most of that stuff so like you know shout out to my wife for really empowering me and like teaching me that it's really not about the product it's really more about the person that's cooking it Mm. and stuff and the process that's behind it all so you can take us 
an uh, inferior piece of meat and make it really good, but you can take a great piece of meat and make it exceptional. Mm. Yeah, right. yeah. Hey, that's kind of about life right there. You got deep on us. Right <laughs> yeah. That wasn't just barbecue. That was everything, right? For so sure. That's awesome. So you guys get it from the farm, right? Gets delivered. Um, and then basically, how, how long does it take? So, man, uh, prep takes about three or four hours sometimes mm. for everything. If, if we're doing full menu, three to four hours of prep. Uh, I'm kind of biased when it comes to proteins. I believe there's like two types of meat beef and everything else mm. yeah. so uh, the beef gets a lot of attention uh, i got a process for the brisket i hit it with the worcestershire sauce first w sauce as they call it mm-hmm. and then i hit it with the in-house dry rub and that gets marinated for a minimum of 24 hours um the tri-tip gets salt and pepper and it's the only thing that gets salt and pepper no we all we use nothing but prime beef um, we do three bone and four bone dino ribs okay we do beef back ribs as well kicking it off for super bowl for sure oh um, you guys are going to be real busy for the super bowl yeah right? man we already got the pre-orders piling in wow <laughs> for sure so wow. it's great who you got in the super bowl you a chiefs guy uh, niner guy i mean like honestly i'm not really a big fans guy but like i like to rep cali so yeah. i like to say california you know to see california win mm-hmm. um but like the reality is you know chiefs have been on it again again (laughs) you know what i mean just normal program so definitely it it would be a shocker if they lost right for sure yeah so you're prepping right takes what three three hours to prep and then 24 hours to marinate so by the time that stuff is marinated what's the process after that so then you get the smoker fired up takes about an hour just to get warm what kind of wood are we using? Uh, we start off with some California oak, and then uh, while we're smoking in the beginning, we use mainly pecan and applewood. And tell the listener how important wood is, too, because oh. this is a two-hour conversation I just know. within itself on <laughs> right? wood, right? So, so, I mean, everything, it, wood is everything. It imparts a specific type of flavor. And um, I've learned that the pecan and the apple mixture, like, imparts the perfect flavor that I'm looking for with my in-house dry rub that we make and that it kind of like helps bring the art to life in a mm. sense you know what i mean because i've smoked on oak wood i smoked on cherry i smoked on pecan i smoked on apple i smoked on just oak i smoked on mesquite you know what i mean and this is this is where it's at for sure so like the first the first two three hours is apple i'm sorry it was pecan first and then okay. we finish with the apple and oh. then, uh, yeah, and then, you know what I mean? I like that it's rap. mixed like that. Right, right. That's cool. I wouldn't Thanks have thought about that. Mm. Would you think how important the wood is? No. I mean, just going so in-depth into things that you, I mean, I just see it on the plate, and you're like, oh, yeah, like, time to eat it. But you don't really think about how much goes into it, yeah. like, in such great detail, too. It's and fascinating, it, and though. And it gives you more of appreciation, too, of, like, this isn't burgers and franks that right. you're just throwing on, right? Yeah. Like, there's a reason why my mouth gets watering every time, yeah. you know, Fourth of July is coming up, right? Yeah. Things like that. So I, 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 don't, I have a good question for you. Mm-hmm. I like to ask maybe, what does barbecue mean to you? Because when I go first and I think about, like, it... Honestly, it is half of the family dynamic. You know what I mean? It might even be over family. Like as far as American culture, barbecue, I think of my grandpa, I think of my dad, I think mm. about my aunts and uncles just slaving away over this hot smoker for the entire, the night before stuff's getting started, right? And then all the way up pretty much until dinner time, mm. you know, there's meat and just coming out, coming out and coming out. So what does barbecue mean to you? Man, it's a culture. Mm. It's a culture for sure. It's a lifestyle. 
And uh, if you if you're not dedicated to the craft, um, you know you wouldn't understand really what I'm talking about. But for those who who do, for all the burn marks you have, for all the cut marks you have, for all the sleepless nights you have, you know, shout out to you for the real ones holding it down out there mm. because that's kind of the culture. You know what I mean? Being up at two, three, four, five a.m. Doing it sometimes, not sleeping and having to pull all nighters to mm. make sure everything comes out properly. You know what I mean? And just like having that dedication to the craft and the passion to the art for sure. When did you make the switch from doing it like as more of a hobby to now you said, you know what, we're actually going to make a business out of it? So, so again, shout out to Kiana. Yeah, my wife, shout out. Because like, I always say, if it wasn't for me, I'd just be in the backyard bragging about it. Mm. <laughs> she, um, you know, we've known each other since 2011. We got married and... <laughs> oh, hold on, don't kill me. Jesus, 20, 22... It's been a 21, long day. 10, <laughs> 11, 21. Okay, gotcha. Right. Perfect. And uh, so, after we got married, I busted out the brisket. Mm. You know what I mean? And she was like, Where'd you get this? Where'd you buy this from? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, the backyard. <laughs> and she was like, no, no way. And I was like, yeah. She's like, you waited this long? And I was like, oh, yeah, I got to make sure. You don't even need long. You waited this right? long. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, <clears throat> she was like, man, we got to do something with this. Mm. We got to do something with this. So uh, she's been in the industry for a real long time. I have experience in the industry, in the food industry, and doing it in the backyard for sure. And... Um, we decided just to take that leap of faith, man, and jump into it and see what we can do because we both are very, you know, how do you say, strong-headed, strong-willed people. Driven, yeah. We're very driven, self-driven. Like, in, uh, We decided to see what we could do for ourselves with this, how we can apply that same passion and like motivation and like grinding every day for yourself type of thing. I like mm. that. So what were the first steps that you guys took then as, as it went from that dinner at the kitchen table, right? <laughs> was it just starting off small at like fairs, at shows, or kind of what was the vibe? Yeah, so this is how it went. So um, we started off at the Lakewood Family Market right there at the um, YMCA mm. in Lakewood and uh, the Family Market right there. And then we um, decided to go a little bit deeper because we realized that was just small. We wanted to get bigger. So we got into the shared kitchen where we're at on Norseway. And um, that's still where we operate out of. That's where we pop up out of. And, um, you know, we she did the filing. She did the, she, all I do is smoke the meat. Mm, the way. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? This is like more for me to do. I'm like grateful, you know, because mm. she takes care of everything, literally. Yeah. You know, and the kids, for sure. Who taught you how to barbecue? <clears throat> Growing up, it's a mixture. So, like, my mom's from Guam. My dad's from Greece. Um Chamorros have a huge background in barbecue, huge culture for barbecue, so do Greeks as well. Um, growing up with Greeks, like, you know, a split family. I have a half-brother, half-sister who's Samoan. So I, I live with Samoans who are also a huge barbecue. Yeah. And uh, so the influence comes from all around and just watching, you know, watching everyone do it. Growing up, watching the Food Network, watching Barbecue Masters, watching the, the shows and stuff, and it's just like, Man, that's that's where my heart is right mm. there. I like that. You right. say, so your pops is from Greece, huh? Mm. And mom is from, you said Guam? I'm from Guam, Guam. Yeah. Have you been back before? Oh, I've never been. Not yet. Oh, you got to go, right. right? 19 hours from here. <laughs> wow. Right, right, right. 
Uh, that would be worth it. That'd For be really sure. cool. Are your parents still around today? Yeah, my, my mom and dad are still around. Blessed to have them both in my life. That's Amazing. really cool. That's right. got to be an interesting dynamic. So just having like a, a, a blended culture like that, right? And it's almost like weird because you're the first American, right, in the household. So how was that growing up? How many? So basically you said there was three of you growing up in the house then? No, no. I'm only child. I'm, okay. My mom's only child. My dad has a, a you know other kids from another lady. So mm -hmm. separate, but there's, yeah, I have a brother and a sister growing up. I grew up as a only child. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. What were you doing for work before the barbecuing? Human services. I'm a alcohol and drug counselor. Oh, cool. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, that's a big deal. I bet you got some stories with that then, <laughs> too. Yeah. That's yeah, a, yeah. It's a hard job to do, right? Um, it's another job that's got to be coming from, from the heart. So mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. That's awesome. Definitely. I would say I want to hear more about your guys' team then. So would you say it's not just you two guys running things, right? You oh, guys have no. to have a whole village to make this entire kind of machine keep rolling, right? Absolutely. I'd love to hear about sort of your leadership techniques and, you know, ways that you cultivate talent and keep that culture what, you know, you started it off to be so that it's not just a backyard thing. It's something that everybody's able to walk into and feel. Yeah, sure. So uh, totally... Um we have children, and this is how it's going to go from oldest to youngest. Um, we have TJ. He does uh, front, um, back of the house. He makes all the hot sauces. Go ahead and pull the mic a little bit sure. for yourself. Oh, yeah, he makes all the hot sauces and, gotcha. and stuff like that. Um, we also, that next would be in line would be Noah, rest in peace. He's another part of their story, like where everything's kind of based out of. Um, we also have a nonprofit called Noah's Art. Okay. Yeah, we started from that. That's mm. a whole other story we could probably get into another time. Yeah. Um, and then after that would be Eliana. She runs the front of the house. She's a, a cashier. And then after that is um, Robbie. And he's also front of the house. He like bags it and makes sure everything is there. Oh, sorry. And then um, TJ's girlfriend, Dominique. She's our lead expediter. She... What's an expediter? Uh, an expediter is somebody uh, who like runs the food mm -hmm. and makes sure everything's uh, put together and ready to go out to the customer. Okay. Um, we also have uh, Ian and Christopher who are um, meat cutters and expediters as well. Amara and Callista who are also expediters, and we have Kival who's Eliana's girlfriend. Um, Eliana's boyfriend. Sorry, and um, he's also an expediter and a meat cutter, and, and helps out with everything that goes on with the thing. And uh, we're also getting ready to teach all the boys how to smoke and make it all happen, too. Mm. So That's really cool. Yeah. That is awesome. I like that. How has uh, working with family been? Is it tough? Is it, you know, I, I, I hear, because we've had, you know, several family operations on, and it can be really good. It can really be, be really bad. It just kind of depends on the foundation mm. of what you have to start with, right? right. Is that kind of what you guys experienced? Hmm. Um, yeah, it, it, you know, Within the family, you have your normal struggles. So adding a r restaurant or a restaurant business to it just puts that much more stress mm. and everything. So just being able to learn the balance of, you know, being a dad and a role model and a leadership and a, a business leader and, and everything, it's, it, it adds some more roles to the whole dynamic, which is good because they have to, they get to witness me, you know, be dad at home, which is hopefully good enough. And then <laughs> also be this uh, business figure as well you know what i mean so that it, it works as well so that way they get a positive 
male role model dynamic in their lives. Yeah. Sure. Tell me about your process for cutting the meat. Because that's something where you, you see it can get fucked up a lot of times, right? To where people don't really think that's a very big part on getting things set up, right? So it's like if you're cutting a brisket, what is the perfect way that you guys have found to make sure that that's like, you know, the the, mo- the meat isn't over what tenderized or just like the texture isn't thrown off or things like that? Sure. So um, with brisket, for sure, you take the whole thing, turn it sideways, you cut it right down the middle, kind of like as it the meat slopes down to what we call the flat. Um, you cut it right there, and then you take the other side, the bigger meaty side, which is called the point, and you flip it to where it's kind of like the other way, and then you start slicing against the grain, so that way you get these nice real mm, thick chunks, and then that's where you get like, the real juicy parts of it, and then you take the, the flat and you start slicing that as well, about you know a quarter inch or so. Yeah. Is it hard for you to eat barbecue anywhere else? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. It's... It's hard to find something that I would consider palatable or comparable to, um, you know, my standards for sure. But um, so, so no McRib or anything like that for you? Yeah, Nothing. no, no, yeah, I can't do it anymore. Like I, I'm not, I come from like a, a no sauce um, barbecue modality, mm-hmm. and shout out to Kiana for sure for creating some wonderful sauces that we we have on our on our team. We have you know we just call it um, what is it? Barbecue chipotle, then the tangy mustard, mm. and then we have our signature herb oil. Yeah, we use as well. Just keeping mm. it simple, right? Right, right. For I sure. love that. Right. Love that. Tell us about how you met your wife. Oh. Where'd you guys meet at? <sighs> well, I already got you with the whole date thing, so <laughs> right. we're not going to be asking too. Yeah, deep, so <laughs> uh, when, when we met each other, we were in a good place. Exactly, we were both in our addictions. Okay. I was out there running a mark. She happened to be where I was. And one thing led to another, and here we are. What was it? 14 years later, 13 years later. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, I've been trying to convince her to marry me like, the whole time. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, you ready to come home or what? Like, <laughs> I love to hear that. Yeah. One of the kind of funny dynamics that we're kind of navigating too is just trying to figure out sort of. Hannah has her powers, her talents, right? And trying to navigate that, whereas my talents are completely separate, just like you, where, where, for example, I I can run the show, right? I can bring people in, have a good time, and this is what we do. Posting the episode sometimes, editing the episode, doing things like that behind the scenes, I oftentimes will just be like, I don't even understand it, right? Or just sometimes, like, I'm the type of guy, even with work, like, I'm in business and finance, right? So, I'll run an entire, I don't, for a company, you know, like get stuff taken care of logistically, the email at the end to be like, hey, this is the figures that we're <laughs> looking at is the hardest thing sometimes for me. So it's just awesome, like having that team, right, playing that role. How often, how, or I guess how important is it to keep things keep players in their positions basically right sometimes where sometimes you don't get into her things she doesn't get into your things like how do you guys navigate that or do you guys mix it and just how does it flow man um no it's important that everyone plays their roles uh if if the other person or other party wants to learn it's great to cross train and navigate so in case you know there's um you know something happens or like you know someone needs to cover for something that's great but trying to like impose what I think is best for that person doing that role, which I just smoke meat. You know, it's mm-hmm. like her trying to come out and tell me how to run the meat and I'm mm. 
she's over there doing the social media and the marketing. <laughs> sometimes I got, you know, I throw my ideas and my subject, you know, she makes them come to life. But uh-huh. sometimes I'm like, what about that? And she's like, well, we're not doing that. No. <laughs> no, like, don't worry about that. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like right now, she's like my PR agent. Like she's here to make sure I don't go off the handles. Yeah. You know, you're talking too much. Definitely. For sure. For sure. I like that too. The idea is sometimes I just want to be heard a little bit sometimes. Yeah. Like, well, as far as the social media, but hey, wouldn't it be cool if it was edited like this? And mm-hmm. then you're oh, that's whack. Yeah. Oh, I like you'd that. be canceled for that. But yeah. Or is it, you can't say that about that person. I'm like, oh, well, I mean, they, they probably learned something from it, you know? <laughs> like, so yeah, yeah that absolutely. is funny. Just, I think just as long as my ideas, I guess, go through the filter, I'm okay. If they're used or not used, it's okay. But yeah. I just like to throw them out there. Yeah. That's kind of funny. I want to ask how, um, obviously, you you work with family. It's so family heavy. How has that changed you at all? Have you what is what is the biggest lesson you've learned working with family like that? Um, it's always just good to remember, like, uh, try to put yourself in the individual's shoes mm-hmm. and where they're at, their skill level and their perception, so that way you can have a lot of compassion and understand what they're able to do at that level, right? I, I can't really expect um, our youngest daughter to be out there lugging 40-pound bags of wood, but she can definitely watch how we stack them and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, just, but it's good to teach everyone kind of across the board. But, yeah, the, yeah, just important just to keep it safe. And But um, we kind of like to engage everyone on some level, so that way... Everyone gets an idea of how things are done, top to bottom, for sure. That's awesome. Where do you see operations growing over the next, you know, five to ten years as you guys continue to develop your craft and get the word out there? We just looked at a location right up here on Second Street yesterday. Mm, oh, wow. that's it right yeah, there. Yeah, that's I'm, a game changer. Yeah, our LOI is going in this week. The owner will let us know next week. Hopefully, we can open up and make it happen right here. Definitely. Wow. That'd yeah. be it. Second Street is... Popping. It's magical. Mm. If we can get walking distance. I know. We'll be there every day. I might be there, yeah, every day, if not every week. <laughs> I know. Good to see you there, for sure. That's awesome. And that is amazing. That is the cool part about Long Beach, too, is it's very unique just with the diversity mm. of talent that we have here. And people really do support, sort of like I do. I know I'm always looking for the new spots that are coming up and the this and that, or how is this done? It doesn't matter if it's barbecue or you know a balloon shop or something like that. It's really cool to see people take what they're passionate about and really create from it right and I think I want to hear a little bit more about your ideas maybe in the beginning versus now of having to create this machine almost out of thin air right because that's oftentimes when entrepreneurs always natural entrepreneurs get it I've always gotten it from a young kid I don't care if it's a, a lemonade stand or selling race cars at school or something like that yeah I always take ideas and build them out right but the average person making that transition from an employee or maybe somebody that's uh, always played it safe right and taking that leap how have you felt about creating out of thin air right just it starts with you you guys your team and now you make it and bring it to the masses right for sure um for anyone out there who's questioning themselves about taking the, the leap or jump, jump. There is an old saying, right? It's an old bird asking a young bird and saying, Do you, you know, he's trying to encourage him to jump. He's mm-hmm. like, what if I fall? But he's like, mm-hmm. but what if you fly? Right. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. what do you have to lose? You're not, you're not paying. Uh, you get one life. You get 4,000 weeks if you're lucky. Make it happen. Mm-hmm. You got nothing to lose. Yeah. The the 
but you have to take you have to stop looking at failures as failures and look at them as opportunities and experiences on how to do things correctly the right way. I love that. My mom has a has a quote that we have lived with for years because um, we moved here from Sweden a few years ago, <laughs> um, which was a pretty major thing for all of us. Um, but she's always said, "See the opportunities, not the obstacles." Um, what is it in Swedish? Um, se möjligheterna inte hindren. There you go. Um, and it, I mean, it's helped me a lot whenever there is something on the glass a little scary. I don't know if I want to do that. It's always like, well, how, what can you gain from actually doing it? There's, there's always going to be failures or lessons learned, but there's so much that you can gain. So letting that small little fear stop you from a potential crazy gain, um, don't let, don't let that stop you. Yeah, for yeah. sure. You know what's cool is you guys obviously are molding, you know, the next generation of humans that's coming up and you're active with that and you seem really passionate as a dad and obviously you're doing a great job. Would you say the kid, the iPad kids, I guess, is whatever you want to call them, right, is a little bit more insecure, a little bit more aware of what they're going on, making it harder for them to make that jump? Because I just know I think I was one of the last kind of ages of kids, you were too, that grew up, you know, playing in the dirt, at the beach, doing this, doing that, like not really fixated on other people's opinions or likes or comments too often. So have you been seeing that in your own household or at least hearing about that? Oh, so-and-so's friends got this going on. So-and-so's friends got that going on. And how are you able to tell them just like, hey, fuck what they're talking about. Like you run your own race, right? Like you worry about that. Yeah. Um, I'm grateful so far we haven't really run into that too much as parents. Our kids are kind of proactive and having their own ideas for their own businesses. That That's awesome. Jumpstart. Super grateful for anyone who may be struggling with it. Um, Take the iPad away. Yeah. <laughs> Take their phone away. Yeah. Like, let them know they're, once they're 16, they're eligible to work for a phone to pay for themselves. Mm. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Type of thing. It's still something, at least a bare minimum. Yeah. Because um, with the whole iPad generation, like, the they show their studies about the prefrontal cortex not developing correctly mm. due to the iPad and everything out there as a whole. You know what I mean? The the instant gratification. Got to teach them about delayed gratification. Yeah, that's it right, right. there. That's something you're really big on too. That's uh, if I could get that's a tattoo everything. on my forehead. That's yeah. literally like if you told me like, do you want to do the interview tomorrow or right now? I'd actually be like, oh, let's do it tomorrow. I think I can make it better. Like mm. you know what I mean? Let's yeah. let's give it a second. Let's let it marinate a little bit, right? Mm. So it's awesome. I want to talk about addiction a little bit if you're comfortable. Yeah. As far as every man in my, uh, except for my dad, has been, you know, struggled with abuse, um, substance or, you know, drug wise. And I have a similar brain. Like I I felt always growing up that I I go, oh, yeah, no, I I see how like I understand what's going on. Right. Mm. Luckily, I've just been positive sports. They just they knew what was going on. They say this guy is going to have a ball in his hands till he's 18 right and then we're going to put him in college and he's going to do this and then we're going to have him with all his businesses and do this he needs to be focused on something every single day or else it's going to go off the rails tell me a little bit about yourself how have you sort of been able to transition those skills because it's a powerful mind the addict mind you know what i mean really it it can get used for some really good things tell me how have you and your experience with everybody else too and the amount of minds that you've been able to help through your counseling Mm -hmm. 
what kind of advice would you be able to give or information for somebody who is taking that jump? For sure. So um, for anyone who may be struggling with addiction out there, you got to learn to find something that you love more than the drugs mm. or the addiction. That's where it starts. Hopefully it's with the person looking back in the mirror because that's what comes next is those honest mirror conversations I always talk about. You got to be able to get honest with the person looking back in the mirror so that way you can get honest with other people and that way you can really define what you want in life. And um, typically addictions are maladaptive coping skills that were picked up along the way due to lack of positive coping skills or, mm. you know, uh, mentoring, so forth and so on. Uh, the way I was able to do it is just, you know, when I was out there running amok, for me, meeting Keanu was huge. I met, you know, like, I met her and I realized that I was worth more. Mm. Yeah. I, could, I could provide more. Right. I could do more with myself. Yeah. And I started doing that and I started cultivating this lifestyle that I wanted. So uh, if you're talking about it took you that long until you were an adult, right, to kind of figure out those positive things, was it maybe, do you think, a lack of exposure? Like as far as just through like um, running amok, you're saying, right? right? Just not really seeing, oh, hey, no, I can do this. Like you weren't thinking about the barbecue shop, clearly, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. during those times. But what were you thinking about then? It was just like... Back then, it was just a... Shits and gigs or yeah, what? it's an everyday, everyday struggle just to live. Mm. Um Drug addiction is slow suicide. You know what I mean? You're struggling to even just live and wake up every day. Mm. You're trying to find a reason. You're trying to find a reason not to. You're trying to find a reason to. You know mm. what I mean? So like it's it's important to get your mindset correct. That's why I always talk about, you know, find, finding your reason, finding your... The, the reason why you're here, right? Everyone has a purpose. Sometimes it takes longer than others to find it, but it's important that you find it. You may have multiple purposes. You may mm. only do a purpose for a small amount of time and then cultivate from there and find something else. And then along the line, bring them all together and do them all you know, for something. You never know. Like you know, The goal is to know that tomorrow is a new day, and you never know who you can meet or what you can do on that day. Mm. So it's important that you're around as long as you can be. I love that. And you're living yeah. proof of that, right? Yeah. Yes, for sure. And that's the thing, too, is sometimes we that's what we like to highlight on this show is it's not often like what you say. It's just your presence, right? Just getting you on. Just some, There's a listener out there who's going to hear that and go like, oh, no, well, if he was able to do it, I can do it, mm -hmm. right? And that's just the power of what we're trying to build here and what we've been able to consume. And, um, yeah, we appreciate you for coming on and thank you for taking the time and hopefully we'll have you back on. This is just phase one, obviously of for the sure. show and yeah. we'll have cameras up here pretty soon. I would say within the next month or two and okay, cool. that would be really awesome. The, the last right. question, last two questions we like as we're landing the plane is mm -hmm. how was your first podcast experience? Did we kind of hold it down for you? Yeah, it was a great experience. You guys, I love the hospitality. Thank you so much. Um, uh, I, I love the environment. I'm looking forward to um, part two. Uh, yeah. 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 And the final question that we love to leave with every guest, and it helps us 
find more talent in the community and get more people in the hot seat like you are who are maybe like two to three people they could be business owners like yourself that would be great they could also just be awesome spirits in the community that maybe they don't have to be in southern california it'd be nice if they were that maybe we could reach out to and get them on the show just like we were able to get you on the show absolutely um two people off the top of my mind come are chef uh, rondo from a um Northtown Bistro, mm -hmm. and Chef Kiana Monique with a pinch of salt catering, and um, Dominic with Full Sin Barbecue. Okay. Mm. Yeah, for sure. That'd be cool. Yeah, and uh, my bad, you had asked me a question earlier, it just came to mind about the vision and where we see ourselves within the next two years. Yeah. My bad for not even, it just blew up because I was so uh, focused mm -hmm. on Second Street, mm -hmm. but May 25th this year, Saturday, we're having the Long Beach Barbecue Festival at a Qu Shoreline Aquarium Park with the lighthouses. Oh, the hill. Yeah, we got the whole park. Um, we're live on Eventbrite already. There's VIP, there's there's uh, GA, and then um, we also partnered up with uh, LB Living. LB Living might be another, if you can get them in here, they're mm. kind of busy. Yeah. But um, we're going to make Long Beach a destination. Amazing. That's really awesome. Get That's going to be a big tickets, thing. Guys. Yeah. 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 Well, we know what we're going to be doing on I that know, day. Right? Then. <laughs> exactly. That's going to be huge, man. Yeah, yeah. for sure. We're, we're getting, doing all the promo, getting everybody lined up. If you happen to know any um, local uh, musicians yeah. who would like to be highlighted, uh, please send them our way. We'd yeah. love to talk to them and possibly get them a slot. Mm. We yep. have a few open. Uh, That's perfect. Amazing. Yeah. I got, I got a list. Yeah. For cool. you. That I we'll actually be was just thinking about someone too. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. perfect. Yeah. So, Hey guys, this has been natural thoughts and talks. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Venture. I'm Hannah. And I hope you guys had a great episode. I know we did. Mm -hmm. Have a good day. Bye.